0: you're tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now all right black and white sports supporters well what can only be described as one of the most dumpster fire situations in the history of the planet uh, especially in football terms is all this fallout around josh mcdaniel's um it's getting worse And who the hell thought we could say that? Because I think I'm seven videos in, eight videos in, and every day it's peel back the curtain, and you find out something that's even worse than the last thing you found out. Now, in fairness, if that Peyton Hillis, Josh McDaniels' wife story's true, then that's probably the worst thing ever. Uh, Wow. I mean, I saw that. That's still blowing minds all over the NFL world right now. But... Now we're getting something about how Josh McDaniels decided to handle his what he took the quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, a kid I liked, a kid that I researched because it looked like the Broncos were going to take him and Sean Payton really liked him and there was a vision of Sean Payton to replace Russell Wilson with Aiden O'Connell. Raiders ended up taking him because, well, Sean Payton got the last laugh by signing Josh McDaniels, dude. Jared well, who may still end up getting that job from Russell Wilson if Russell Wilson has a meltdown at any point. Let's put it that way. Uh, so uh, some Raiders players have come out, made some more comments about Josh McDaniels. But first, we've got to get to this insane story about Josh McDaniels and the handling of Aiden O'Connell. Because one of the reasons he lost his job, lost his gig, was the fact that uh, he didn't want to play this kid. And Mark Davis wanted him to play him. Um, He wanted him to play him uh, against the Bears. They went with Brian Hoyer, and it was a dumpster fire. Well, I already said that. Let's go with garbage fire. How about that? Tire fire. Either way, shit was burning to the ground. Okay? So let's get to this, and there's starting to be a feeling that the word sabotage has been used to describe this i kid you not that josh mcdaniels may have sabotaged aiden o'connell in his start Uh, it's it's baffling to me the start where it was really bad against the chargers well there may have been a reason why it was really bad and maybe they got back to mark davis in growing as an owner, and it, it talks about the fact that um, Davis said he was keeping McDaniels and Ziegler, uh, and they would return for next year. Well, he, he look, things, things changed. A number of things changed. And obviously, Mark Davis changed his mind. And Aiden O'Connell is one of the reasons he changed his mind. In growing as an owner, Davis recognized that he didn't like what was happening to his beloved silver and black. Now, this is SI.com. This article sort of lays some things out. When rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell started in a loss to the Los Angeles Chargers after Jimmy Garoppolo was injured, seeds of frustration started to germinate when McDaniels did nothing to alter or change his, quote, system for the talented youngster. So he did not build a game plan for Aiden O'Connell as a rookie. And look, that's that's what you have to do. Okay? You have to build a game plan around the strengths of a young quarterback. And you have to try to conceal some of those those weaknesses, right? It was it was gonna be his first action. You you gotta try to help the kid out. Josh McDaniels did not do that. Internally, McDaniels explained that it was, quote, the way to learn his complicated system, but many questioned it. It was so obvious the players noticed this, folks. That's what's bad. The players noticed what was going on, that McDaniels didn't want to play this kid. And you you know that got back to the owner. When Garoppolo was injured again, the Raiders went north to Chicago. People began to wonder what McDaniels would do. There was excitement around the rookie, but team wide, people didn't want to see O'Connell thrown into a no win situation again. In other words, uh, they thought McDaniels was going to screw Aiden O'Connell again in another start. Uh, this is nuts. McDaniels misread the room. Key players supported his approach of going with veteran Brian Hoyer for not the same reasons he he wanted to go with him. Against the Bears' rookie, who had never thrown a Division I pass in college, let alone the NFL, they wanted to win a game. While the loss wasn't only on Hoyer when the team lacked spark, sources close to Davis said, quote, he was fuming about not moving on to the rookie. Davis was greatly concerned about the state of the team, specifically where the joy, where was the joy of being a Raider? Davis had been had been criticized by his legendary father Al for being close to players, but to his credit, he never understood, uh, never understood it was about the players. Having raised, been raised around the Silver and Black when they were at their best. The team was always having fun. Davis wanted stability more than anything, but he wanted to also see joy in that stability. It wasn't there. Yeah, all these players hated coming to work. That was pretty obvious. The Raiders weren't having any fun. Players didn't want to talk or go out in public. The owner couldn't do that without getting bombarded. As one player said, quote, it didn't bother Josh. He never left the building. I don't hate him. I like Josh. I just don't think he was tone deaf, but he was clueless. Wow. That's that's crazy. The Thursday before the Monday night game in Detroit, McDaniels at the team's regularly scheduled meeting decided to let them talk. McDaniels had heard Davis and his concerns, but didn't know the depth of the issues. Quote, that type of meeting would have never happened in New England. Josh was trying. He wasn't acting like Bill Belichick, but some guys are not leaders of men. It was how one former Patriot described the meeting. Oh, you got to wonder if that was Jacoby Myers. Another player told me, quote, it wasn't that we hate Josh, uh, Josh's meeting at all. I don't think anyone hated him, but he got his ass chewed. But so did everyone else, and we all shared shit that we didn't like about coaches and players. Everyone saying saying it all about Josh wasn't in the meeting. The meeting was great for the team, but it something changed. One player described McDaniels as distant and hurt. I asked if they thought it was his feelings. No, I wouldn't say that because everybody got their ass ripped. I don't think he knew how unhappy and how miserable Everybody was. No one was having any fun. I personally think he had no clue what it was like because he lives in his own bubble, his process, and it wasn't working. Another raider told me, I thought the meeting was great. I felt better, like Josh had heard us, and we all had heard each other. But afterwards, I knew it was probably effing worse. He was like out of it, like when you get hit in the face, like you didn't know what was going to happen. That's 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 pretty that's pretty crazy, and that actually ties in. I was going to bring up this article, but that actually covered the same thing. That actually covered the same thing. Reports include McDaniel's calling his kids when he would calling them home from trick or treat. I mean, what was the point of calling your kids home from trick or treating to tell them you were fired? It's nuts that he traded a player away because McDaniel's wife found him attractive, that he lacked people skills, and that he pushed to sign Jimmy Garoppolo to a big free agent contract, even when Dave Ziegler thought it was a terrible decision. So he went against his own GM. And it goes on to talk about the fact that he was in his own bubble and he was clueless. And a lot of people just, he couldn't relate to anybody. He couldn't relate to anybody, and we had heard that that it was his people skills, and and this just gives you an idea. This was yesterday. Antonio Pierce talking about his rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, it's my BFF. Yeah, we're BFFs. You know. call him four. Right? You know, he's a rookie, so I still call him four. You know, and over there talking with you know Jimmy. Hell, I played against Brian Hoyer. Ooh, you know, um, so. Uh, we've always had a good relationship, talking, joking, just talking ball, just listening to them talk behind the huddle is really good for me and them. Yeah, that's my be- All right. I mean, you can tell right there the guy literally has a different way of looking at things, a different rapport that is very obvious, right? He loves his rookie quarterback, but he still calls him four playfully because he's a rookie. There's no way in hell Josh McDaniels would do that. You know, he just wouldn't. I, I I don't he didn't have the ability to build that rapport with folks. So he didn't have the part that would make the players want to run through a brick wall for him the way you can tell they already want to run through a brick wall for Antonio Pierce and to another extent want to run through a wall for somebody like Dan Campbell who's got that Lions organization completely turned around right now, in the same way that the Raiders need to be turned around because they've been a dumpster fire for so long. Sadly, I think it was turned around by John Gruden and then handed off to Bissachia, who carried on with that, and then Mark Davis blew it up, and it all blew up in everybody's face. But he was clueless. He never left the building, so he didn't realize, like, he had put himself... McDaniels had immersed himself in such a bubble that he didn't realize all the negativity that was going on around this team, players, people outside the organization, people connected to the players and outside the organization. I mean, it was just a mess, and he was oblivious to it, oblivious to it. That's why... He was so distant after the meeting. He literally was caught off guard. He could not read his own locker room. That's crazy. By the way, I was doing some research on his offenses yesterday throughout time, and I came across a very good piece by Warren Sharp, who's very a very analytical guy, and it was amazing. Offenses wherever he went. You know, he's known as an offensive guru. Offenses everywhere he went, including in New England, got worse in EPA, which is expected points uh, versus average or or whatever. But in other words, it's the amount of points you're expected to score. And his offenses got worse in every season of every place he ever was. Not exactly the offensive guru that even I – was was led to believe, you know, all these years. Colts hired him. Niners almost hired him. It almost feels like Josh McDaniels just ran a 15-year scam on everybody. It's nuts. It really is. Tell me what you think. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.